0: strange talk with doc everything i hope is going well with you and i hope that everything is going well with yours we're going to talk about tattooing a little bit before we get to the normal portion of the show i have quite a bit of tattoos i've had them for a long time some i've got recently and some i've had for 20 some years and how i keep them in good condition how i keep them still looking sharp not all dried out No matter if i've been smaller and no matter if i've gotten much bigger i'm also going to talk about my journey with tattoos a lot of people this might help people who are thinking about starting to get tattoos they have no tattoos as of yet but this is something that they have in mind and i just want to give you a couple of things to think about you could always reach out to me just hit me on my website there's uh email Location there that you can email me if you want to contact me personally. Maybe I can help you out. Maybe you want to say thank you, or maybe you might say, you know what, I think you did wrong about this. So let's get started, right? I started out like most people that I knew. I had street tattoos, not jailhouse tattoos, but street tattoos because I've never been to prison. And street tattoos is basically like some thread Indian ink and a needle and you sit there as a dummy and you let one of your even dumber buddies who think they know more than you put on some shitty artwork on your body and to start out I got about 12 or 13 and I'm going to tell you that in my neighborhood I'm from Bed-Stuy I probably had the most tattoos out of anybody that was walking around in 78 To 84 in the barrel of Brooklyn, who was not going to Tony P's on a regular basis. Yes, I had Tony P's tattoos. So I'm old school like that. I've been there many times. And if you've been, if you're from Brooklyn, you know where Tony P's is. You've probably been there down the block from White Castles. That's the only thing you need to know. If you don't know that it was down the block from White Castles, you ain't never been there. So it's no issue. So you get these street tattoos and at the time i knew that i wanted to be heavily tattooed but i didn't know a way to go about it and in new york city at this particular time in the late 70s early 80s tattooing were illegal illegal in the city of new york tony Pease was one of those rare places that you could go and actually get some flash art tattoo but to take care of your tattoos uh, i think that you need to get a body loofer. Get some form of body loofah, a body loofah glove. Get yourself some moisturizers, some good soaps that don't dry the body out. Don't use that body wash bullshit, which is basically body detergent, right? Stay away from those aftercare products that you see on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. That's bullshit. You can create your own stuff. Get a good sunscreen. And one of the key things that you're going to have to really do, Do you wanna have traditional tattoos? Do you wanna have flash art tattoos, which I consider to be those pictures that hang on the wall of tattoo parlors? Now, if you get one of those, hopefully you'll be as lucky as me. I have two or three incorporated in both of my sleeves, but I had those flash art tattoo pictures retired, meaning I walked out the shop with those. Yes, you can walk out of a tattoo shop with the picture from the art book if they respect you enough if you're good enough client or they said you know what i don't want anybody else having it after you you need to go to a tattoo artist who can draw freehand everything should not be from that wall that lacks originality if you're getting everything from that wall there's no originality whatsoever if a person cannot tattoo freehand you also want to figure out What do you want your art to be? Do you want to have a black and gray motif? Do you want color tattoos? Does your artist have tattoos? I never trusted an artist who had no tattoos. I don't care about the popularity of the tattoo shop because in Las Vegas, there are a lot of shitty tattoo artists in popular spots. They throw a name on the door and it gets people to come in and first of all, you go to Las Vegas, why would you get a tattoo in Las Vegas? You're gonna go in there and you're gonna fuck up their mattresses and their sheets by bleeding and oozing out uh, the Vaseline and A&D ointment all over this bed. Now you're gonna have to pay for these sheets. You're gonna wonder why did your bill go up when you could take care of this at home? You'd want to see your artist's portfolio. You need to really look into what your artist's portfolio is like. Okay, so when I had my shitty tattoos, and I've had some tattoos uh, covered up two or three times because what I picked later was also shitty, and then the third time it was shitty, and I finally found the tattoo artist in Brooklyn once it became legal, and I also had the money to indulge myself in getting tattoos, and he came in, and he we sat down, and we had a discussion. What did I want? my body to look like this is no different than somebody getting plastic surgery or a haircut you are transforming the form that you have into a vision that you may have for yourself so i told him that i was free and that i would run with his ideas as long as it wasn't anything that i thought was anti my life because I'm not going to tell anybody that if just because you have a book drawn on you, that it's not what you need, you might that passage or that saying or those slogans might mean the world to you. So I'm not here to judge your idea of what is good tattoo and what is not good tattooing. But my artist came up with two sleeve designs and It was a whole process. I couldn't see it clearly off the artwork because it's not colored. It's just blue outline. And he told me that this would take months to do because I could only spare to sit like once a week for three hours. But I said, you know, when the end product is done, I'm going to be ecstatic about this. I mean, this cost me, I guess, a couple of thousand dollars. But what we did was he put the outline on and he slowly colored in and did he freehand things inside that he thought that he had missed out on originally and in the end result i have two beautiful sleeves i have both my legs done my neck my back my chest so i have tattoos all over the place now i did not do my hands I was a working man i worked in law offices so i didn't think that hand tattoos fit me i wanted to be able to get tattoos in places where i could button up my sleeve and it would be no issue now yes i do have a couple of neck tattoos that still they are above the collar but they're not offensive they're not overly big they don't stand out i have a tattoo in the nape of my neck When my collar is buttoned and the tie is on, you never know what's there. So I could be as professional as any professional during the day and then take my shirt off afterwards and I'd be transformed into a whole different view and a whole different look. You wouldn't even notice. But I wanted color tattoos. I'm a light-skinned person. And I knew that color would pop on me. Black and gray just didn't fit my motif. I don't understand the idea of going through all that, paying all that money. To have black and gray it is beautiful on some people but i think that color pops it's nothing like oranges yellows and purples and greens and blues you know to to make a point to to show beauty inside of a picture we don't usually buy black and white photos more more than likely but there are a lot of people who are into them and i understand that so i am no longer stuck with any street tattoos. That's where I started, but that was not my goal to finish. I knew that one day it would be better. Now, I want you to start off with the idea in your mind that it can be better from the beginning, that you don't have to go through the additional hours of sitting. You don't have to go through the additional hours of trying to get cover-ups and then trying to find an artist who was good enough to be able to take your cover-ups and blend it into a cohesive sleeve and i'm talking when i say sleeve i'm talking from shoulder to wrist elbow inside outside everything covered i mean you have to think about these things this is your body you're going to be stuck with this when you get older and you want it to be the best that it can be you watch a lot of professional athletes and so money is not the key money is not going to solve this problem it's research because a lot of these professional athletes either due to their color shitty neighborhood tattoos or no originality they're stuck with these crap ass tattoos i just seen the rock yesterday i'm wondering what the fuck is that he got on his own it looks like garbage to me you know, Shaq with the big Superman tattoo on a dark-skinned man, you can't even really see the detail of the Superman from a distance. Somebody should be able to sit across from you in a restaurant two tables away, even in dim light, and be able to say, look at that work there. Because trust me, I have been in the streets of New York and people have wanted to take pictures of my tattoos. I've actually gotten into issues with people for randomly taking pictures of my tattoos without my permission. So look at your tattooing. Think about your tattooing. Think about if this is something that you want to do. Before you go to the drastic areas like the face, the neck, and the hands, and the fingers, think about what you're going to do to your life professionally. If this is going to be a hindrance or is this going to be something that you can move on and it's not an issue because you're in a profession where it will not bother you. Uh, Like I said, anybody wants to reach out to me and talk about maybe the start of their journey, what they're thinking about, if there's any additional things that I have forgot because let's not forget, getting them is one thing. Caring for them is a whole nother thing. I don't want you spending hundreds of dollars on bullshit products that are gimmicky. That means nothing. There's no tattoo goop. There's no tattoo bomb that you cannot create in the comfort of your own home, probably with products that you already own. Just make sure that you keep your skin moisturized, that you keep dead skin away, that you watch out for that sun. And get yourself a good sunscreen to protect your body. And that you keep the moisturized. I mean, it's a pretty simple idea. It's a pretty simple concept. And I hope that you turn whatever you think is born into the most beautiful thing. That you think that you possibly can not only deserve. That you can pay for. And that you can carry. Because the tattoos that you wear, you must also be able to carry. Don't get a symbol or emblem to a group that you're not a member of, don't get a symbol or ingram of uh, something that you don't think that you'll have these viewpoints 20 years down the line. It's very important. And I'm just gonna move on with the regular portion of the show now. I hope that some help somebody. So we had a gunman, Anthony McCray. He opened fire at Michigan State University. And he killed three people. And I like to say, rest in peace to those three people. He wounded five more people and then he killed himself. I don't understand what was going on in Mr. McCrae's mind. I don't, I, matter of fact, I never understand when somebody targets innocent people who have done nothing to them. I don't understand it. And see, this is when gun ownership always comes into play and people want to ban and they talk it up and it really has nothing to do with anything other than a lunatic, has taken the life of innocent people. If you want to kill yourself, which is the most drastic thing that you can do in this life, kill yourself. I wish people would really sit down, reach out, get help. I wish I had the suicide hotline number with me right now. But if you need it, man, go online, Google it, look it up. Before you think of hurting anybody who's never done anything to you and or hurting yourself, Please get some help. Raquel Welch, we all know her. She was a sex symbol in her day. And I mean, she was a beautiful looking woman. Uh, We know her more for her great looks than her real, her acting ability. She died at the age of 82. Conrad Dobler died at the age of 72. If you don't know who Conrad Dobler was, he used to be listed as the dirtiest player in the NFL. He was an NFL veteran lineman. Uh, he actually embraced being called dirty. Uh, they Back in the day, they used to have this thing called NFL This Week, and they would do like little snippets of players, and he did several of them. Tim McCarver, a two-time World Series champ who played 21 seasons in the major. I believe he was an all-star a couple of times. Most people are going to know him as a TV broadcaster for Major League Baseball he passed away at the age of 81 jerry jarrett the father of double -double 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 j-e-double-f-j-a-double-r-e-double-t jeff jarrett passed away at the age of 80. if you think about memphis wrestling jerry jarrett's name has to be one of the first names that come to mind uh richard Belzer, detective john munch from Law & Order, SUV, Homicide, Life on the Street, and also a good stand-up comedian died at the age of 78 years old. I mean, I watched Detective Munch. It has to be well over 20 years on television in one incarnation or another. Uh, I say rest in peace to him also. Peyton Garden. Oh my God, Peyton Gendron, who was the Buffalo Mass shooter, was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. He's lucky he did not get the death penalty. I don't know why he didn't get the death penalty, because it's ridiculous what he did to those people at that grocery store in Buffalo. Mass. Chris Cuomo, and I'm going to quote, this is quotes, this is not me talking, this is Chris Cuomo. I was going to kill everybody, include myself, after the CNN fire. I had to accept my firing because I was going to kill everybody, including myself. Chris Cuomo should not be allowed to work in an office anywhere for the rest of his life. This is a man who said that his first thought a multi millionaire, instead of going home and recouping, I want to kill everybody. You know, regular people get fired from their jobs every day and they swallow that pill. They have to go home and tell their wives and children that shit's going to be tight. We got to tighten our belt. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if we could pay our bills, but they don't say that I want to kill everybody, including myself. I mean, this is a dude who stood on the air and did stories of mass killings over and over again and he's basically saying that he doesn't have the empathy to not want to take his pain out on other people i say Fuck you chris Bumal. Fuck you you should like i said you should get some mental health and you should not be allowed to work anywhere if you want to do anything do a fucking podcast from your basement from your fucking house where you are no threat to anyone. And if he has anybody living with him, any children, I hope the judges look into this kind of statement because this is not a cute statement. This is not a 12-year-old kid. This is a grown-ass man, like I said, who's pretty worldly, who's seen these situations, seen the damage that they cause firsthand. And for those words to come out of his mouth makes no sense. So Billboard decides to come out with the 50 greatest rappers of all time list. And I got some... I have some uh, real problems with some people on this list okay one of the people I have a problem with on this list is Mickey Nicki Minaj no belongs nowhere near this list push your teeth does not belong on this list Gucci Mane does not belong on this list uh, future does not belong on this list most death does not belong on this list lauren hill does not belong on this list little kim does not belong on this list big pun does not belong on this list now i came up with my top 50 list also and my list will be posted if you watch this video on youtube it will be posted there uh you could pause the picture and read it but some of the people that was left out that I put on my list would have been Raekwon the Chef. I put Exhibit on my list. I put MC Light on my list. I put, uh, let me see, Tech Nine on my list. Immortal po- Technique is on my list. Chuck D is on my list. Zach Della Roach is on my list. Be Real is on my list. I put Hobson on my list. They didn't have Ja. Uh, Jaru on their list. Jaru is on my list. So you can see the juxtaposition from their list and my list. Some things we were pretty close on uh, as far as it goes. I mean, Ice T is not on my list, he is on Billboard's list. See, that's a Cali thing. Ice T wasn't banging in New York City. I'm a New Yorker. I also have to think about geographics when I come up with the top 50. Rick Ross is on their list, he's nowhere near my list. Like I said, just go to the YouTube video, you can pause it right when this picture pops up and you could tell me if I was right or wrong, if I was way off or even close to what you think a top 50 should look like. They didn't have AZ on their list, I had AZ on my list. I had Cool G Rap on my list, they didn't have Koji rap on their list um so it it, it was kind of weird i had tretch also on my list they don't have tretch on their list. list i have raekwon the chef on my list they don't have him on their list we both agreed on Melly mel uh reverend run uh, i have queen latifah pretty much in the same spot they had uh Once again, you could just look at the two lists and make a determination for yourself. And think of the hip-hop. I haven't seen the first three episodes, but they were released last week. Wu-Tang, an American saga, the final season, has been released. So all three episodes, the first three episodes, have been released. Now, on Netflix, they did a documentary called Fall Swing. It's about PGA golfers, some live guys who left, it's an interesting watch. It's very interesting. Uh, a lot of these golfers, I don't know if the PGA did themselves a favor or they didn't. They seem to all be uh, a little unstably, uh, not uh, pretty corny cats. These would be seem like the dudes in high school who would be kind of nerdy that you wouldn't want to talk to, you wouldn't share lunch table with, but they have this ability to play golf at a crazy high level. Uh, I would recommend this a thumbs up to watch because it's an insight in their home life, what they're about. I learned a lot of things about a lot of golfers that I had no clue on. The WWE had, and this was a really weird weekend for me, people. I had UFC, WWE, uh, PGA, XFL, and NBA. So it was a sports heavy weekend for me. So I'll start off with the Elimination Chamber. The Elimination Chamber, Oscar beat Camilla, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, Liv Morgan, and Nitschke Cross to win the Elimination Chamber, which means Oscar's going to fight Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. I had no problem with this new Oscar. I kind of like this new Oscar. I would wish the character didn't even smile as much and that she was even a little bit more vicious, minus the smile. But other than that, I have no problem. I think these ladies put on a good match. It was entertaining. It was a joy to watch. Then we had Brock Lesnar versus uh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley won via disqualification when Brock Lesnar kicked Bobby in the nuts, laid out some referees. Uh, This is obviously setting up a cage match at WrestleMania because these guys have had a good rivalry now for about a year. That's been going back and forth, and I appreciate it. I thought it was a damn good match. You had Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, and Dominic Mysterio on the side. This was a very good match. Uh, Beth Phoenix shocked me that she was pretty damn good in this match. I mean, I really was shocked how good Beth Phoenix was in this match. Uh, I thought it was entertaining. Dominic did his... uh, rat-type guy from the outside thing. Uh, I could see this going on because it seems like nothing is settled. You get a win, we get a win, but it hasn't really reached his head. WWE is in pretty good shape at this particular time. Then we had Austin Theory defeat Montez Ford, Bronston Reed, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, and Seth Rollins to retain his U.S. championship. This was a fantastic match. Montez Ford did some shit in this match that put him at A level status in the WWE. I don't know if this is going to be the breaking point where the Street Profits actually end their tag team and he moves on to single competition, but he was fantastic. Uh, somebody really loves Johnny Gargano at the WWE because they push him and let him last a lot longer than he should at his size against some of these monsters but he was good Damian Priest had some good moves Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins every time you basically get him in the ring Bronson Reed displayed a lot of brute power Austin Theory's new attitude is really working for him this was an all-around good match and the main event was roman reigns defeating sammy Zayn via pitfall to regain the title sammy was home that crowd was hot for sammy they were cussing roman out i was shocked that over the airways they were letting the cusses come through without bleeping them or lowering the volume i mean because they were saying you roman and not using the word, the letter F, but the whole word F. Fuck you, Roman. So it was, you don't usually see that type of thing at WWE events, but they were hot. I mean, that Montreal crowd was really hot. Uh, KO came in to make the save after they decided they were going to put a beat down on Sammy at the end of the match, but Sammy also speared uh, Jay Uso, so we don't know how that really worked out because we didn't they didn't want to play that part of the angle out sammy's so hot that i think that you got to incorporate him some way or another into the wrestlemania match because cody's not cutting it right now cody's bland uh roman reigns will have to carry the inter uh, the promos Leading up to WrestleMania, Sammy doesn't basically have to do nothing but be Sammy at this point in time. I mean, he's a red hot poker. I don't know why you wouldn't run with him. So I say, if you have not seen the Elimination Chamber and you get a chance to watch it on replay, watch the Elimination Chamber. You will enjoy it. So we had Tiger Woods at the Genesis Invitational. Now I'm going to talk about two Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, the golf player, it was a huge win for him. He not only made the cut, but he made some Tiger-like shots. And when you make Tiger-like shots, that means you did some shit that nobody else really on the planet can do. He almost uh, had three hole-in-ones over the course of the weekend. Uh, he played well. Was he at a level where he can win a tournament right now? No. But didn't we have Tiger Woods, the human being? And that's where Tiger Woods always seems to fail Tiger Woods, the human being, not that phenomenal golfer. He decides he wants to hand Justin Thomas a tampon after he outdrew him. And that shit made no sense. Tiger Woods is a 47-year-old man. Why would he take the chance and the opportunity of getting busted in public? Everything's on fucking film. Everybody's got a camera or a phone. They'd, They're watching every move you make. Why disrespect women by handing Justin Thomas a tampon? I mean, it's a private joke. Leave it in his fucking locker inside. Nobody sees that. I think that he didn't mind getting busted because he thought that this would make him look more frat boy, more cool. It actually made him look like a douchebag. And having banged into him, there's a story on one of my posts that i have on youtube and on my podcast where i literally banged into the man and yes he is the douchebag he always portrays himself to be this nice guy tiger woods is a crap of shit i mean it's not that i root against him but it's not that i will ever root for him because it's not in me to do it now his talent i cannot deny that's undeniable that is uh something that i do not have i love golf And during a period of time, I like Tiger just like almost everybody else like Tiger. But that ship has sailed. And by the way, John Rahm actually won this Genesis Invitational. And he is the new number one player in the world because he's already had three wins in 2023. Now, we had the UFC this past weekend. And the main event was Jessica Andrade versus Aaron Blanchfield. I'm not going to get into a lot of this card because most of the card I really didn't like. But Blanchfield defeated Andrade by rear naked choke at 137 of the second round. I, excuse me. I cannot believe how easy Aaron Blanchfield put that arm under her neck and submitted Jessica Andrade. I have a brand new respect for Miss Blanchfield because she's got to be a beast to be able to do this. Uh, she also beat up Molly McCann's quite easy. So this young lady from New Jersey ain't no joke. And a man who has to start thinking of getting out the door. Ovin St. Prude was knocked out by punches in 49 seconds of the first round by Felipe Lins. Uh, Ovin hasn't looked, the OSP hasn't looked good in quite a while. And I would prefer him to step off before he actually gets hurt now next week's UFC card was supposed to be Aaron Blandfield versus Talia Santos matter of fact uh, That's the only thing I'm gonna give Jessica Andrade She took this fight on short notice because she replaced Talia Santos on short notice and took this fight next week is Nikita Kralov versus Ryan Spahn that should be pretty good uh Talia's Suarez is fighting Montana De La Rosa. Uh, This should be a pretty good card. Uh, Jordan Levitt is fighting Victor Martinez. Jordan Levitt is a freaky dude to me, uh, but a super talent. I believe he lost his last fight, but he's pretty damn good. You got Andre Munoz fighting Brandon Allen. This is UFC fight night. Okay. Now, a Clark County grand jury has indicted new orleans saints running back alvin kamara and three other men for that alleged beating you have to say alleged because i'm not the judge the jury or the law at a las vegas nightclub last year it's time for alvin kamara to cut that fucking check so that he can move on with his life i'm sure that between his lawyers and that young man's lawyers there's something that he can work out give him a settlement and move on with your life you sign in Life changing money contracts, pay that man, pay his doctor bills, and move on, Alvin. I mean, you're too good a talent to be caught up in a fucking courtroom because anything can happen in that courtroom. You can lose your career, you can lose your finances, you could lose it all. And this is not a gamble that's worth taking. Uh, fortunately for me, the Eagles have lost both of their coordinators, they lost Shane Stinson. To the colts and they lost jonathan Gannon to the cardinals so they have no offensive coordinator they have no defensive coordinator and hopefully this will bring the eagles back to earth a little bit next year i mean obviously those coordinators were good or other people probably wouldn't want them and now they have to start from scratch and maybe jalen hurts has to figure out a new way to do his offense because maybe that new coordinator won't be so run-centric And the defensive coordinator might not like all the pieces he got and want to get rid of things. And we don't have to deal with the Eagles becoming a thing because the worst thing that could ever happen, yes, for you, Philly fans, is you motherfuckers become something because you're the biggest assholes in all the sports. Eagle fans are horrible people. Uh, I'll say it and I'll say it and I'll say it again. Philadelphia is one of the weirdest fucking towns that you will ever go to in your life. You can go to Philadelphia and then tell me I'm wrong about how weird a fucking place this is. And how they uh idolize their sports teams is is insane. So I don't know what to say, other than I'm glad the Eagles took a loss after taking a loss in the Super Bowl. Eric B. Enemy is heading to Washington to become the commander's offensive coordinator. I don't fucking understand this one either. Why would be enemy want to mess with ron rivera and daniel snyder and the commander's bullshit but i guess he wanted to get from up under andy Reid so he can get some of the credit for what's going on but now he's got a coach taylor heineke instead of coaching patrick mahomes i don't see the upside i understand that there's going to be money involved probably he made the assistant head coach uh things of that nature and Ron Rivera might not be even secure in his job and maybe under the table they promised the enemy he would get at least the interim head coaching job if Rivera was fired but we'll see I don't see the commanders being a good spot They wasn't even a playoff team out of the four teams in the AFC East they were the worst of the four because the other three all went to the playoffs and they did not the xfl started its second season uh it was good to see people in attendance everybody having their own home field to play on will make a huge difference in the success or failure of the XFL. there was decent crowd for one of those games yesterday and I was like, you know what, this looks pretty good. It looks like football. Will I be watching every week? I'm not going to lie to you people. I can not say I will. But will I tune in from time to time to check out what's going on? Yes, I will. I probably will tune into the USFL also. I love football. Uh, so I will sneak my head in. The NBA All-Star weekend was this weekend. I don't get caught up in the celebrities game. I don't give a rat's ass about the celebrities game. I'm not expecting regular celebrities like Monet, Uh, you know, know, the people that gets involved in this, to actually be good ballers. I want to watch basketball. I want to watch good people play basketball. So I'm just going to break down what happened over the weekend. Three-point winner was Damon Lillard. Your skills champion with the Utah Jazz. Matt McLung won the slam dunk contest, and it was well-deserved. He put on four dunks, which I thought were all 50s. I didn't know him from a hole in the wall. He was a shock and a surprise. He seemed to care. He seemed to have an idea of what he wanted to do. He did it quickly. It was bing, bang, boom, and he was off the court after each dunk. Uh, it was a thing of beauty. The kid from the Pelicans—I don't remember his name—he was good. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. was shit, pulling out some prototype ball and then basically doing nothing with it. People were more interested in looking at the black basketball he had than anything else. Uh, you know what? That was all right. Even the first kid's dunk, where he brought a friend out there who stole the ball from him and then gave him an alley oop, was good. Team Giannis won the NBA All-Star Game over Team LeBron. The score was 184 to 175. Jason Tatum scored 55 points to be the MVP. Now, I'm going to say this. The NBA All-Star Game is a fucking joke also. That's not basketball. Whoever scores 182 first wins. What about four quarters, normal time clock, and you fucking play basketball and if you can't get professional guys to care about the beginning the end in the middle of a basketball game then pick some fucking guys who will start with the popularity contest dude shouldn't be scoring 36 55 and 40 in fucking all-star games uh, uh, you would not go to your local park I grew up around Sol in the Hole in Brooklyn, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. And I wouldn't go see a game where guys just lollygagging, walking up the court and allowing people to freely just dunk or shoot open jumpers. If you're going to play basketball, it's the same fucking game you paid when you were eight. Play the game. Respect the game. This is a, a joke. What the NBA has done is they allowed their all-star game to become the Pro Bowl game for the NFL. And as you see, the NFL has even realized that game had to go. Something has to be done to fix this. Because people are not going to pay hard-earned money to watch dudes just basically say, I got a uniform on, kiss my ass. Oh, I want all the accolades. I want y'all to love me. But I'm not even going to stick my hand out. And I'm going to let this guy go coast to coast, coast to coast and dunk. Now, Real NBA returns Thursday. They get quite a bit of time off. They had from Thursday to Thursday. And we kick off the second part of the season with the Nuggets versus the Cavs, the Grizzlies versus the 76ers. And Friday, you got the Heat versus the Bucks. I don't think Giannis is going to be back. I think that wrist is still going to be bothering him by then. Then you got the Kings versus the Clippers saturday you got the celtics versus the 76ers the nuggets versus the grizz sunday you got the suns kd might be back versus the bucks you got the lakers versus the Mavs. the lakers need is all the wins that they can get going forward i don't think that anything in their fortune will change and then you got the Clippers versus the nuggets and that closes out what i think will be the big games of the week now next week i want to talk about something you going to say, okay, you're out of pocket here. Maybe I'm out of pocket, but I don't think I am. Men under 45 years old can't fight worth shit. And we're going to discuss that on next week's show. Now, remember, when you go out there and you get your tattoos, man, think it out. Don't just willy-nilly it. It is your body. You don't have another one that you can zip on and off on a daily basis. It's not a shirt. It's not a. Uh, it's not a sweater. Nor is a jacket. It's your real live skin. It's need something that's going to represent you when these things are seen. How do you want to be represented? Do you want to be represented in the best that you can be? Or do you want to be represented in a lousy manner? Uh, like you didn't care that you you don't respect your own being or body. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.